Hello. I'm sorry it's been a while, um, <laughs> but um, I'm here now anyway. I just wanted to talk about um, this evening's topic, um, which is very close to my heart, and it's something that I have experience of, which is um, living on like alone living alone but I don't live alone I live with my children but um and the importance of it is what the um podcast is about um especially those of us um of ethnic backgrounds um we tend to find we live with our families till we get married or you know, move because of education or university or something like that. Um, you don't fully move up, really. But uh, um, my own journey was actually very unique, um, as obviously everybody else's, um, in the sense that I lived with my mother um, the first seven and a half years and then I was sent to my auntie here in the UK um, and I lived with her till I was 17. And you know when you reach that kind of um, age you, you need your own space and you know the house was always overcrowded with children and um, and I, I needed to kind of I don't know, get some space. <laughs> um, so I moved with um, one of my um, friends, um, which is sort of also a long distant cousin, who was older than me at the time. I think she was 25. Um, and she lived in outside London, a place called Malton Keynes. And... Uh, I didn't really feel it was living alone um, because obviously she was always there apart from the when she was working I was also working full-time and um, so I didn't get the sense of aloneness that I that I was hoping for it wasn't until I um, till I got married um, that I found a sense of um, belonging, you know, it's just you and your partner and um, you get to put your own footprint on the place, like you decorate it in the ways that you want to and um, you didn't, there was no pressure, you know, to go out or to socialise or and that was the kind of the first time that I felt um, okay. Um, but at the same time, obviously, I wasn't living alone. Um, it wasn't until, when was it? Um, seven years ago, when I, um, from that marriage, had three children, and I've got divorced from that marriage and 
um, and then I was able to live the kind of life that I wanted you know the um, I don't know just much more um, much more authentic I was the other thing I wanted to say was I've got your you know when you when you do kind of part ways in terms of relationships and all of that you do have this period in time where you find um uh like it's almost like ground zero again you rediscover things that you liked or things that you didn't like and it's a beautiful period i really consider it to be um a very growth you know um based period and uh it was fabulous for me to get back into all the things that i loved i could read in bed and <laughs> not that anybody stopped me before but i really indulged into my hobbies and interests and things I wanted to do and if I wanted to you know rearrange the room there was nobody to say um I don't like it or or any of that it gives you I don't know this incredible liberation um and uh and I still have that you know um it's just me and the children but it's fabulous it's a fabulous way to 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 live at least experience it for a few years and i think i would encourage people um especially those that are not married yet or you know not in a relationship or any of that to go out rent a place you know do it up and live and discover your self how will you live with others if you can't live with yourself you know it's important that we have um and i've noticed things that i really don't i've never had um the need to be with people i don't have that need in fact i could be thrown into an island um <laughs> providing that i have a supermarket and um and an internet then that's all i need i don't really have a need for people and my hobbies and interests and things i want to discover and things i want to do and the books i want to read and the food um that i want to cook and all the things i want to do um it keeps me busy it keeps me full and vibrant um so i don't have space for people not even family no i will go and visit you know family and friends if there's an emergency occasionally i'll check on them but i don't have a need for people i really don't i don't feel um i like doing my own things and i'm very comfortable um living with my own terms i think once you get into your late 30s especially there's a sense that the soul um comes into being 
and so you you're more of yourself more authentic you're less impressed by nonsense you're not uh, influenced by anything if something looks good you will you know say it looks good and if it doesn't look good you'll probably just keep quiet <laughs> so there's that kind of authenticity that comes with you know maturing like a fine wine as they say um, so it's important I think I can't imagine not going through um, not living on my own as I've you know kind of lived on my own um, from the age of 17 I can't imagine live with family no I go on holidays I do when I do go on holidays and visit family the first two weeks is okay <laughs> if I stay there for four weeks they know me I start um, get really irritated um, and I want to go home and I want to put on my pyjamas and I want to cook and do the things that I want to do in my own space and um, more importantly I love having a completely silent home um, my children are a little bit older now they're teens in their teens so everybody does their own thing everybody has their own you know laptop and iPad and whatever so um, we're generally very very quiet anyway but I I, I when I do go on holidays and we've got four weeks holidays with family, you know, abroad, I the last two to three weeks, they, I can feel the sense of irritation. I really want to get away and I always tell them I want to go home, I want to go home, you know. Um, now before they never used to understand it too much, but um, I think um, over the years they just understood that it's the sense of space that I'm craving for and not so much a distance from them and that's what I'm actually craving for so I don't have um, a need for people I've never have and I never will my hobbies and all the things that I do you know doing a, on a daily basis even going for a walk that keeps me busy um, and uh I would advise you all to um, rediscover, just discover who you are, live with yourself, sit on a meditation on your balcony, which I do very often, um, take in the silence and see, observe yourself, that's another thing that you know people don't do nowadays. You can just sit somewhere quietly for 15 minutes and observe yourself. What am I thinking? You know, you concentrate on things like your breathing or you would say things like, um, I wonder if my clothes is comfortable, you know, or maybe where you're sitting, like if you're sitting on a chair or on a bed, maybe that's comfortable. Maybe if it's not comfortable, are you feeling hot or cold? Um, you need to pay attention to things like that um, and observe yourself you know we can do that we can 
observe ourselves and you know see what you're thinking about or what sort of thoughts are that are flying past um and then if you do it in a consistent basis then you would know the frequent thoughts that you have and the not so frequent thoughts that you have and and all of that it's very important we observe ourselves and it's also very important that you sit somewhere quiet and you um you ask yourself questions like who am i what do i what do i love doing what brings joy to me what am i passionate about see see if the jobs you're doing you're passionate about passionate about or if you had the money what would you do you know if you had the um let's say time if time wasn't an issue and money wasn't an issue where would you live what country what location um what car would you drive what home would you live you know would it be a castle or <laughs> i would probably live in like a a manor house um it's like a very how shall i say 18th century um it's not a castle but it's a very large stately homes it's very fancy and they usually have a very big gardens that you know you can walk through for miles and the gardens have statues and it's lovely <laughs> so i probably live on those um homes uh since i am a really a homebody anyway it would fit me perfectly because you would probably they usually have like um 20 rooms or 30 something rooms and 20 something bathrooms and by the time you walk through all of that it's the end of the day anyway <laughs> and uh so yeah just these rediscover who you are um and uh ask yourself um critical uh questions um and also ask yourself i remember um i read somewhere um what was his name the guy that discovered emerson's he said um thomas i think it was known as thomas edison or something um anyway he said uh why did he say don't go to bed without asking your subconscious for a question so the things you want to solve i will give you um what something that i i did a few months ago so uh i bought zamzam water now those of you that are not muslims we have this holy water called zamzam the the meaning of zamzam literally just transfers uh, translates to water water and that's what it's called the lady that um that discovered this water was the prophet ibrahim's second wife 
um, and her name is Hajir and there's a legendary tale in the Quran um, where when she was um, anyway her husband the Prophet Ibrahim was told to go to some town or do some prophet missionary you know how they are they I don't know, go to different towns or cities or at that time in the Bronze Age. I would say about three and a half thousand years ago. Um, and uh, he was told to go off anyway. So he left her and a very small baby. Um, his, we call him, I think in English, he's called Ishmael. We call him the same anyway. I'm not sure... It's Ishmael and it's Haq. Um, anyway, he's called Ishmael. So many names to the Quran, and the, usually they, usually the names um, stay the same um, between the Quran and the and the Torah. And you know, so Ibrahim is just Ibrahim in the Torah and the Bible and the Quran. But there are some prophets like. Joseph, they are in the Arabic language. There is no J, so they they place the J, replace the J with you. Why? So it's Yusuf, not Joseph. Um, so there's sort of differences like that. Anyway, um, so she, the baby was very very small, and they are in the middle of the desert, in Arabia. The prophet Abraham has gone off to do his prophetly stuff that they do. Usually go and convert a town or tell a town about God or, you know. Um, and he's gone off and she put the baby down on the floor to, just on the ground. I'm sure she put some blankets down, but she put the baby on the ground. Now, uh what she was trying why she put the baby down was she was um standing between the valley a valley is like um you know what a valley is it's uh, a low ground between two hills like where the rivers are usually um so it was a, it was like a uh like a river um ground and then there was a small hill and another opposite to that another small hill and she traveled well she was running around between these two hills to what what was she searching for she was searching for caravans she must they must have been on the main road and you know she was waiting there to see if there's any caravan that would come by and I assume give her a lift to the nearest town. Uh, as you know, you cannot walk with a newborn baby. So, so she she went from seven times. She went between the hills, and um, so she stood on one hill, came down to the valley, and then went up on the other hill opposite to that. And she did this seven times, while she was really, really worried for the baby um and you know they've got no shelter imagine if there was no caravan coming 
there is no shelter she doesn't have a tent or a you know there's no light very soon it's gonna get dark um not to mention the wild animals you know that would come out in the night time there she doesn't have fire there's no water this is in the middle of arabia you know um and it doesn't matter what season in the arabian desert you are in there is no rain and there is no water you can walk for tens of thousands of miles and you would never come across water unless you know um places where farmers take their animals like you know hidden between valleys or you know between cracks of mountains you might find a little stream or some poisonous water or you know but you wouldn't really find it on the open desert any water at all or any plants or any wood or any vegetation or anything the desert is like the deadliest place to be in I don't know how any any of us could survive today. Um, <laughs> so anyway, she was there. So she she crossed the valley uh, between the hills seven times. While she was doing that, and being a you know a mother, um, uh, beneath the baby's feet, where she put the baby down, beneath the baby's feet, uh, water started gushing out, because obviously her husband the prophet ibrahim was also very worried now he left his wife and a newborn son remember his story he didn't have a child for 99 years um you know so this was his only child and he's an elderly man anyway um so he was worried the whole time he's doing his mission um and she was worried so beneath the baby's feet there was she noticed there was just water coming out beneath the baby's feet so she lifted the baby quickly and then the more and more water coming out came out of out of the ground so she put the baby down somewhere else a higher ground i assume and she um she surrounded the wet freshly water that's coming out of the ground just with stones and with more sand just to kind of keep it in place so it doesn't become a river um and when she saw the you know before the she picked up the baby and she she saw the water she said zam 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 which is water water and that's why to this day we call it Zamzam water. Um, and that river slash water that heavenly came out of the ground because it was a divine intervention um, as they didn't have any other way of surviving. Uh, anyway... She picked up the baby, they drank the water, you know, 
uh, you know, a few hours later, a caravan came by and took them to the nearest town, and that was the end of that. But that water has not stopped for more than three and a half thousand years. I think it's close to four thousand, and it's still going on today. But obviously now, that what they did um, is um, put uh, sort of um tanks not tanks what are they called some sort of can um container or they put things down that you know keeps the water cool and um away from contamination and uh it's the same water that we drink to this day um so yes that was <laughs> just wanted to explain what the samsung water was um anyway my my subconscious when i when i a few months ago i bought a bottle of samsung water and i really wanted to drink here and but i i didn't want it to finish because it was quite expensive and it was during the covid um when i got it and uh i had another three bottles of water really big bottles like five liters so I had three five liter water. I don't know. I just bought it because you know the, when the first COVID or the first lockdown happened, I started sh- doing strange shopping, like preparing as though we were going to Mount Everest or something. <laughs> so I bought three five liter water. No, I thought to myself. Mm. So I left it there anyway. When I bought the Samsung water, which was also in a five liter bottle, um, I was thinking to myself, how, I've even said it out loud, how can I make the the Samsung water last longer so I don't have to buy it again? And I don't know how long the delivery will be. And because I said it three times, I said, you know, I asked myself, but it was a, it was a, um, and asking that was quite loud I could hear it so I said how can I keep it so the whole evening when I was doing dinner um, I, I kept on thinking how can I make this water last for like three months um, and because we can add the Zamzam water we can add more normal water and it um it purifies the normal water. So if you want to extend the Zamzam water, that's what we do as Muslims. Um, you just get a five liter of you know normal water, take uh half of that water out, and then you fill it up with the Zamzam water. When I was um so I was thinking about how can I do it how and it wasn't until I was going to bed um, and my mind, I wasn't talking, I wasn't thinking that um, a vision, it's called, I know those those of you that are fascinated by the brain will understand, it's called the download in the spirit, in the why is it spiritual community when when they're referring to certain information you get from the universe you know anyway the when I asked my subconscious how 
and I wasn't aware that I was asking, but I really was asking, um, how can I make this water last longer? It came to me in a vision. Do you know how to explain it? It it came to me in a vision, and and it wasn't a voice, but it was more. I don't know how to explain it. It was a vision, like a vision that I could see, and I was told take um, the top part of the three bottle, five liter bottles that I had, off, um, empty them to anywhere, and top them up with the Zamzam water, the three bottles, and then that gives you three Zamzam water. And then obviously the fourth one being the pure Zamzam water. And that's what I did. But that information came to me just before I was going to bed in a form of a vision. No, I didn't hear a voice. I heard, I saw um, a vision. So I knew what to do, you know, because I already had the bottles of water. So this is another time and this was a few years ago, um, <clears throat> my computer crashed and I was working in a school at the time. And I, um, uh, so this is when you ask your subconscious mind a question. You always have to form it in a question. It will not answer you if you don't form it in a question. So when I asked, um, how can I, extend the zamzam water that's how i asked how can i extend it you know i didn't say what do you think i should do <laughs> and you know try and do it in your own home don't start talking to yourself when you're outside they'll call the man in you know white coats <laughs> um anyway a few years ago um i worked in this school and the head teacher said um, something about paperwork and I was supposed to send her some paperwork. So that my computer completely crashed. And I I was supposed to send it exactly that evening. So the whole evening again, while I was cooking, um, I'm doing a few cleaning, I was just thinking, how the hell am I going to send it? Oh my God, how am I going to And I kind of had this thought going through my mind you know um i need to send it how can i send it so i was walking around the house like a crazy person um trying to find solution that's i tend to walk around when i need a solution so i clean also <laughs> just to keep my mind uh or just to keep uh from keep from overthinking or so i clean as I'm thinking, trying to think of ideas or come up with ideas, I clean. So as I was walking around and just cleaning the kitchen or the living room, or um, he came to me. The download happened again because I said, how can I send it? Oh my God, how can I send it? And then obviously, as it kind of became 10 o'clock, I was panicking. Um... So the download came to me, take a picture with your, because I had the paperwork with me. I just didn't know how to 
send copies of these paperwork into the teacher's email. So I thought to myself, hmm, no, I have my email on my phone anyway. So the idea, the download came, take a photo, you know, just a normal picture, um, like a screenshot of the paperwork one by one and then attach them to the email um, then go into the teacher's email and get the photos of the paperwork out of the gallery and send them off that way and that's what I did oh my god you should have seen me I was dancing around in the kitchen just so relieved and I was saying thank you thank you and you know just so excited um, and kind of relieved uh, because obviously you know when somebody's waiting for you to do something the last thing they want to hear about is I have a broken laptop or something is not working they think you're making excuse you know and that's the they kind of um, they look at you as like someone they cannot trust or they cannot you know um, rely on so I, I, you know, till my last minutes, I don't panic, but I was walking around the house going, Lord, I need to, <laughs> I need to send it. Um, so that came through again. It was very, very simple. You know, it came through in a form of a vision. It always comes through in a form of vision because the mind does not have uh, a way to speak to you. So you won't hear a voice. Um, but it's always in a vision. It will show you what. I remember one time, and this was like God, eleven years ago. Um, because I had my awakening twelve, thirteen years ago. But eleven years ago, when I completely forgot about the whole awakening, awakening thing, uh, journey, <laughs> I asked myself, subconscious, did I have my awakening? Um, and it took, you know, a few hours. I would say, I don't know, was it like five o'clock till late nine thirty thereabout? When I got a yes, yes, you had, you, and it, again, you know, it's a yes I could hear, but it's not a yes anybody can hear. It's sort of like a, uh, a knowing. You know, when you just go somewhere, have you been to an address? Like, so I'm going to give you an address, and you've never been to that road or area, but you seem to know the road. You know the road so well that it's almost like you live there, but you swear you've never been there before. It's like that. The visions that come when you ask your subconscious mind questions. Now these are the questions you are you're going to ask are things you want to f- solve. So like with the paperwork when when my laptop wasn't working, I needed to send that email um exactly that evening when um when I had the dilemma of how to extend the Zamzam water. I had the bottles of water, the extra water in the house, but the thought to put them together it was not there. 
I was, I was staring at them while I was trying to solve the problem. But you have to form it in a question format. Otherwise, it will remain quiet and it doesn't have to answer you because you didn't uh, formulate it in a form of a question. If you if you just say, oh, subconscious, what do you think? It's not going to happen. You have to have a problem. So you have to say, well, someone who, let's say, cannot walk, have to say things like, how can I get downstairs? Then he will find solutions for you. Maybe there's a lift in your building and you don't really need to get down the stairs. Or, you know, you he will find solutions for you. Things that you wouldn't come up with it anyway. Um, because the solutions that the subconscious come up, come up with, it's sort of things you've never thought of yourself. Um... So I hope that makes sense. Some people kind of seem to uh, find it a bit strange. But I I want to stress this. The soul is a different uh, entity. The soul is a different entity. The body is um, obviously the physical body. And... the mind is this you know computer that operates it how you know there was a spiritual somebody on youtube and he explained um the human being he said think of the farmer who's driving the tractor you know the farmer is the soul the man who's driving the tractor is the soul i am trying to give you analogy so you understand what what the mind is where the mind is in in respect to everything else so the the farmer is the the soul and the the mind is the tractor you know the tractor you have to put a um gas or petrol or whatever it is they run on and what do you do with your body you eat food that's how you get your nourishment or the energy and so when you eat your food and you had your drink and you had your rest um you know then the machine can work if you didn't feed it and you didn't have a rest and the body is cold and you know all of these things are happening at the same time you would not have a functioning person and also without the 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 soul the body and the mind um cannot function the soul gives the fire it's the the ignition it's the ignition the fire that lights up that's the soul remember when adam if you know the biblical story um <clears throat> when adam was created and he was just a shell uh um on the floor and there was no function he wasn't moving he wasn't no the mind was in there the in terms of creation he was complete 
but without the soul because obviously there was a long period of time I can't remember what the reason was but there was a long period of time um, in the biblical story where Adam didn't have a soul um, and uh, when he did have the soul um, and they stood it they, they allowed him to stand up and he opened his eyes he sneezed and he also um, he, you know he he felt hunger and you know uh, certain things like that because the soul kicked in um, it's like when we're sleeping when you want somebody sleeping um, without when the when the person is sleeping of course remember the soul doesn't sleep it is the body and the mind that get rest the the soul does not sleep it goes and travels to other dimensions it doesn't matter if it's a day or night it travels to other dimensions and and all we see is a person sleeping there but the body is physical and we can see it the person's soul is not there and until that soul um now of course it, in the daytime you know when we have like small, small naps it doesn't go far um it doesn't go far but in the night time it goes out of the body completely and it travels to other dimensions and it doesn't come back until your alarm clock goes off or you need to pee in the middle of the night or you need a glass of water or you have some sort of disturbances you know um only then does it come back but if there's no disturbances and you don't need to pee or drink a glass of water or whatever the case may be he doesn't return um, and uh, the body is lifeless it's moving it might be moving but you, we don't feel it because there isn't any soul in there um, uh, it's you're completely unconscious and uh, so I'm trying to compare trying to explain to you what the mind is the mind is it's an mind is just a computer that's attached to this body and it runs this body but it you cannot run it by itself it needs the soul to to power it up it's almost like the soul is like the petrol or the diesel you know um it's all very good to have a beautiful um, car there with a beautiful machine but if you don't have a petrol or a diesel or whatever it is they run on then they don't go anywhere so that's where um, that's how the mind works because before when I was younger I remember I used to confuse the mind with the soul I used to think well if my soul is listening then who's talking you know or who's answering me <laughs> <laughs> and I used to be really baffled and this was like when I was 15 I used to think the mind and the soul were the same then I'll be, I'll be like telling my poor uncle the thing he had the things he had to listen to my poor uncle so I would tell him like um so who's who's answering me while I'm listening and he would be like 
your mind. I'm like, but my mind is me. Isn't my mind me? And you're like, no. Your mind is the machine that's in there. The soul is the one that's listening. It used to be like, oh my God. It used to be like a riddle. <laughs> but of course, as you get older, you start to understand a bit more. But I think it was a bit of a too much information at that stage of life. Uh, exactly what my children do now. When I tell them things like, um, you know, um, if they find something difficult or, um, or you know, um, if I want them to replace something with affirmations, they look at me like, Mom, you know, oh my God, where do you get these stories from? <laughs> uh, and it, it reminds me of myself. That's how I used to um, react when somebody died. I used to go, I wonder where they went. No, I knew obviously they were buried and all of that. But I was talk- I was more referring to their soul. I didn't understand where the soul went. Um, anywho, I hope this explains it all. Um, don't forget to ask your subconscious mind to solve your problems now this is if you're having small problems during the day maybe you don't know how to paint a room or I don't know any problems that you kind of feel like now I need an expert solution or something like that then ask your mind it will give you that you have to give it a few hours though it's not going to answer you within the next 10 seconds or 10 minutes or but it will be like four plus hours uh, it depends but um, you generally a few hours <clears throat> um, that's what I wanted to say on this podcast but um, thank you very much for listening it's over 1500 now I cannot believe it um, but I'm really glad that you're all enjoying <clears throat> the topic and uh, um, rediscover yourself And live on your own and um, do things that nurture your soul. Um, Don't forget to grow in every way, whether it's, you know, physically or maybe not physically, those of us that are over 25. (laughs) Um, But, you know, growth in other areas, whether it's... um, having hobbies and other things that you can do for yourself it will enrich you and uh, you'll have so much more to look forward to Um, that's all I wanted to say Uh, I'm also wanting to say if you don't get the 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 law of attraction or the laws of the universe or a few things that I cover in my podcast it's okay um, I don't expect you to understand it all. Uh, some of it might just go over your heads and not fully... You might not grasp grasp some of the ideas. Um, but it's it's good to be open-minded and uh, learn. Learn something new every day. Um, I don't know everything, uh, but I hope to do one day. <laughs> And uh, um, it's a good attitude. That's a good attitude. Good attitude to have. Um, anyway, I'll leave you with lots of love, 
understanding and uh, peace. Okay, good night.